Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Welcome to the drive. I took a little break for about a week um, after we finished Psalm 119, after we finished uh, season 30, number 30, and uh, I had some issues with our one of our cars, and so I take it to the shop and all these different things. So a lot of different, um, I guess, interruption interruptions to our routines, which really. Usually interruptions are God orchestrating things differently, which is fine. But so I haven't done these for about a, a week, week and a half. But I'm I'm back, even though it's Friday. I usually do Monday to Friday, but uh, it's been heavy on my heart because I've been in my devotion time in the Gospel of Luke, and I, I finished Paul's you know prison epistles in my devotion time, and now I'm as Luke has been heavy on my heart for a while, so I started it like. A week and a half ago, uh, a couple weeks ago maybe, just digging into the gospel. My favorite gospel for many reasons. One, that it's incredibly detailed and uh, it's very deep. And Luke was a doctor, so he's able to take detailed, intricate notes. So I love that. Um, So I'm going to do a thing called excerpts from Luke. And uh, I'm not I'm not going to go through all the verses, the whole gospel, but I am going to take excerpts that I uh, that spoke to my heart, that I, I that stuck out to me, that are practical, that are applicable, but that are obviously biblical. And uh, so it's going to be called excerpts from Luke, and it's season 31. And one of my favorite. Honestly, one of my favorite parts of, of Luke is the beginning, is chapter one, because, I mean, it's a super long chapter. You could, I mean, I, I did my devotion time like three days in the first chapter, because there's a lot of verses. But one of the things I love is, is Zacharias and uh, Elizabeth, just such an example of a, not a perfect, but a godly couple. Right, just in the first chapter alone, talking about their short story, they love the Lord. They pray to the Lord. And they serve the Lord. That right there is a godly couple. That right there is an example of a couple who are not living for themselves. A couple who are, I mean, really living for the Lord. They love the Lord. They serve the Lord and they pray to the Lord even though the prayer was in desperation right Elizabeth wanted a child but she couldn't have one so they were seeking seeking the Lord on it reminds me of Hannah in First Samuel where she wanted a child so badly she was passionately avidly seeking God right there on the steps Eli is like who's this woman who's drunk because she was praying her lips were moving but no words were coming I remember that and uh, she sought the Lord. God blessed her and gave her a child, Samuel. But Elizabeth couldn't have a child. And Zacharias was a priest, right? He went to the temple. The lot fell on him to go into the temple. What a privilege to go to the temple of the Lord. And he went in there. And, and here's the thing. God met him through a messenger, through an angel. And 
Dr. Ice was freaked out. And, and here's the thing, like, being a priest, you should expect God to speak, God to move, God to work, God to show up. But the thing with Zacharias is that when the angel did show up and speak to him, he was greatly afraid. You know, the unexpected can kind of freak us out sometimes. Especially when it's the Lord's messenger showing up going, whoa. I mean, we want to be expectant, but sometimes we're expecting for God to move and he does and we're surprised. And we're in unbelief because we're like, what? You know, he actually answered that prayer. He actually came through like I, I I prayed for him to do. What? What? And this is precisely what happened with Zacharias. You know, he was seeking the Lord, doing his priestly duties there in the temple, and the angel of the Lord met him. And he was freaked out. And, and he was struck mute because he didn't believe. Zacharias being a priest representing God to the people and the people to God he should have believed right but but he didn't so he was struck mute for, for months and that's the thing we, we do we reap what we sow we, we should expect God to do great things and when he does great things in a sense we should be in awe yeah but we shouldn't be surprised you know sometimes we're surprised oh God came through you know, because that minimizes the power of God, I think. We should expect God to do great things, and then when he does great things, we should praise him. But we shouldn't be surprised, if you will, because we thought he wasn't going to do it. No, we should be like, yes, God came through. Just like I knew he would, like he always does, like he said he was going to do So Zacharias, man, he was kind of freaked out, kind of afraid. But the angel clearly said, you're going to have a kid, you're going to name him John. And that's exactly what happened. Because God says what he does, does what he says. But that was a lesson for Zacharias, right? It was a lesson to about trusting the Lord, even when it seems unbelievable, like God would do something like that? God would bless me like God would come through like that? God would answer our prayers like that? Yeah. Yes, He would. And so I, I want to, like, I want to expect God to do great things. And when He does great things, I, I don't want to be necessarily shocked, but I want to be like, I knew he'd come through. To be able to boast in him. To be able to give our attention to him. To be able to praise him. To be able to give him the honor, the credit, the glory. So, as Zechariah was walking into the temple, he did not expect to be met by a messenger from the Lord. But as believers, guys, we should expect God to meet us where we're at, to show up in what we see as unexpected ways because it's God's perfect timing. He knows what we need. He knows when we need to be met. He knows when we need to be comforted. 
he knows when we need the words that would lift us up or you know or convict us and and help us to be comforted. God knows. So I would say expect God to do great things, but don't be shocked when he comes through and does great things. We need to have faith knowing God is going to move, knowing God is going to work, knowing God will come through. So Zacharias and Elizabeth, godly couple, love the Lord, sought the Lord, served the Lord. Their prayers were answered, even though in the midst of that, Zacharias would reap what he sowed, right? He wouldn't talk for, for some months because of his unbelief. But by the time he was able to speak, man, he had faith. Faith was even stronger through that silence. His faith was stronger through that silence. Because when the people were like, who's well, no one in your family is named John? Like, what What are you doing? Like, or, why would you name him John? Why wouldn't you name him something else? This, these are, here's the family names. What's going on? And then that's when Zacharias wrote on the tablet, and that's when he said his name will his name will be John. He had such faith that that would be his name because he believed at that point. He believed without a doubt what the angel of the Lord said. And at that point, he wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid to go against the norm of naming your child the family name. He had faith and he trusted God and he wanted to do what God told him to do, which is name him John. And we have faith and do what God wants us to do, even if it goes against the culture, even if it goes against our family stuff, you know. Do what God wants us to do. Don't be afraid. Go forward in faith and boldness. Serve the Lord. Pray to the Lord. Love the Lord. Dedicate your life to the Lord. Expect Him to do great things. And praise Him when He does great things. Amen? Excerpt from Luke chapter 1. God bless you guys. Talk to you next time.